Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beat, presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com using that promo, The Athletic Pod, for all the great stuff. I am, of course, Nick Baumgartner, along with Brendan Quinn, here on a whatever day of the week this is. Thursday? What are we doing, man? Something like that. In January. Snow. It's actually a little warmer today than it's been. It is. Uh, I am, I'm currently going through my computer and quitting all the applications that are running because I'm on a different Wi-Fi. I need to make sure I got the juice. I got to make sure right. I'm coming you, through loud and clear. Brennan has moved, of course. He's coming right. to you live from a new uh, new station. That's right. Uh, a, new, a new home. WSBC yeah. Ferndale. <laughs> a, new, a new home studio uh, there and a new basement, I assume. So uh-huh, all, all things uh-huh. good there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a, a new the great uh, the great migration to Detroit. That's right. You're heading further east. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On your way to Philadelphia over the next 15 mm-hmm. years, I'm sure you'll get there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but in any event, not not looking forward to those shows from Harrisburg. Yeah, right. Or on That's the turnpike, miserable. or anywhere on the turnpike. <laughs> but it is we're fully on in 2022, of course. Now, uh, lots of stuff going on. Off season football, which is just my least favorite, as you all know, of the year. <laughs> It's when, you, it's when you thrive, though, man. Uh, it is, yeah, right, something <laughs> like that. Big Ten Hoops is, is trying to get into swing. We'll touch on all those things, of course, including Jim Harbaugh today. Um, but I think, Brendan, you wanted to start the show with some uh, I, I wanted some Detroit So, my, I mean, obviously my team is, you know, off to the playoffs. That's right. right? Here we go. Eagles, uh, Eagles flying into the playoffs. Yes, yes. Eight and a half point dogs to <laughs> Tom Brady and the Bucks, which right actually off, right away. Se- seems a little low. <laughs> seems, seems a little. A, yeah, seems right. a little low. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's, a, there's a chance that he just goes... 32 yeah, right. for 36. But hey, that's fine. I mean, they got in, so, you know. Well, because he's like, you know, he's a serial killer. And, oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's playoff time, and, so. Right. And this yeah. is his first chance at the Eagles in the playoffs since that Super Bowl, so. Also, like, teams or people are getting upset now with the Bucks because of the Antonio Brown situation. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well, so I'm sure Touchdown Tom has internalized all that and is now ready to uh, rip everyone's face off. Yeah, yeah, well, (laughs) we'll see. I mean, it's between a, I mean, they got no Antonio Brown. I think Mike Evans might be dinged. Yeah, I think he's hurt, but I'm not sure how bad, though. Fournette, Fournette's dinged pretty good. It's not the same, though. So, right, yeah, we'll see. But point point being, my, my, uh, my NFL season has not concluded yet. Right. Yours has. Right. Wrapped up, and, and so we we talked about Campbell early on, <laughs> yeah. and obviously, like if anyone's particularly interested in this, make sure you check out uh, Nick's pod with with Chris Burke. Um, 
also available on the Athletics uh, Network of That's Podcasts. Right. That so true. check that out. Uh, but I'm curious because we haven't talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, just how much of your okay year one buy-in on Campbell and what? Because yeah. I like I feel I feel good about. It. I watched all, all yeah. other games and I, I read mean, all your stuff. I kind of dig it. I'm considering season tickets so. for twenty three. <laughs> Hey, Calvin, jo- Calvin Johnson uh, Instagram today that he too is con- considering season tickets. Uh, we may, maybe we so there you go. find a section. But no, I mean, like, it's a great question because that was a really unique, and it's not a unique scene, but it's a mm-hmm. unique scene for a lot of other people. Not u- unique to Detroit, I don't think, because, you know, that the last game, you know, the building was full, one of their best crowds in months, to be honest. And some of that is to do with the Packers being there, of course. Um, but, you know, I mean, there was 40,000, 30,000, whatever, more Lions fans in there that were all the way into it, just like they were all year with that team, even when they were hapless and a disaster and everything else. The energy was different all year. And I would say that, you know, Chris and I got to know a lot more about Dan Campbell's football acumen and everything else in the offseason that I think give, gave me more confidence for him, you know, in terms of okay. he'll be able to maybe navigate through some of this. But... I think the thing that's going to give him the best chance is the thing that everybody sees. The thing, the average eye that doesn't know anything about football, that he is like in love with this stuff. And is mm-hmm. I said to I said on our show on Chris and I show yesterday um, that I just don't think you're going to find another coach uh, in an NFL setting right now, or really anywhere, that knows more about what it means to to you know have a great locker room culture than Dan Campbell. Like maybe some sure. know as much. That's what I said, but sure. I don't think you're going to find anybody that knows more than this guy in terms of the modern, like, because he's a younger, you know, he's not that old. He's been in football for 25, 30 years, whatever it is, his whole life. He's a lifer, one of these types, and yeah. he just gets it. The locker room thing, the thing that makes guys want to get up and go to work every day in that setting, in that incredibly unique setting that is not replicated in any other walk of life, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the thing that these owners and these billionaires overlook. When you find someone that their whole life has been, their whole professional and whatever life has been in this setting, and they are passionate about it more than anything else in their life, they're going to know things that you're never even going to think about. Whether you think that they fit when you, you know, when you look at them, the book or whatever, judge the book by the cover, that kind of thing, whether you look at them and think they're going to fit your idea of what a great football coach is going to be, you have to understand that they're like, it's the, it's, it's institutional knowledge, I think, about the sport, the structure of how it works, not mm-hmm. not the scheme, how the guys are wired. And like, my God, what a huge difference that made all year. And that's all he did. He hired guys that know that are exactly like him. And they played for each other the whole year. And I would expect that that will just continue. And I think that, you know, I told you when they hired Dan Campbell after we started to be around him a little bit that I, you know, all things aside, we're going to cover the Lions objectively. But I hope that for his sake, because he's a pretty good guy, I hope that the, I hope that hire works because I hope that more teams start looking at hires like him. I think they are, but I right. hope more teams start looking at hires like that because that's important. These hires from these guys that got lucky and had somebody give them a job when they were 22 because their dad was rich, and they just became you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and they sure. Te- and they tell you everything about how they know everything about everything, and then they get there on the bright stage and they shit their pants. Right. Like, that stuff's got to stop. I mean, it ends the same every way. If you hire 30 of those guys, one of them's going to work. If you hire 30 Dan Campbells, I'll bet 17 will work, right? Like, so I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. And and so 
I think they have a chance. I don't know where it's going to go, yeah. but I think they have a chance. It's been interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, one of the interesting things with a with a with a guy like Campbell is because part of the deal about being a head coach, especially in the NFL, especially with that many individuals and that oh, like yeah. it's a CEO quality more so than any other sport is you you are a leader of men. Men, like, there's a lot yeah. of grown Elvis. men who Elvis. you are yeah. you are leading, <laughs> and look, you can hire the the sexiest offensive mind or the guy who's the supposed quarterback whisperer or the guy who has all the analytics stuff and all that. But like, can they lead a locker room of all those guys? Can they lead a coach's room of all those coaches egos? Right? Like I I have, I feel like Campbell's like could potentially be like elite in that category, you know, and it's going to be the the things that will play out in the next three to five years are like good coaching hires, Right. right? Like is he able to identify those good coaches and then, obviously, his insight into personnel and dealing with, right. you know, the front office and how all those dynamics, because that's the shit that can spend things. I mean, you know spiraling. these guys. You know these guys in basketball, right? Like, think mm-hmm. of a guy that you can think. I don't know who it would be off the top of your head, but a guy that like was just around the game for a long time and was just a good fucking dude that everybody liked in some capacity. Different mm-hmm. types of personalities liked him, right? Like he just. Uh-huh. Those types. That's him. Yeah. Like, and I think that over time, you know, he put himself around coaches like Parcells and Sean Payton, and he forced himself to learn the nuance of football. And I think he's a much smarter offensive coach than people ever give him credit for. He doesn't really talk about that a lot. I think probably by design, because I think he likes right. to catch people off guard a little right. bit. But like, but the 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 essence of who he is is that is the guy that just is a good dude. Like I mean, it's a little bit like Juwan Howard. I've 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 often thought mm. of it. Not the same because Juwan was such a great player. But yeah. Juwan, when you talk to people in basketball from all walks of like different personalities, you know what I mean? Like guys that like you can talk to like an alpha, a crazy yep. alpha who's like, my God, calm down, you know? Like you're mm-hmm. insane. You can talk mm-hmm. to that type. You can talk to a really quiet person who's too quiet. You can talk to somebody in the middle, and they would all say he's a great dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Campbell, it's the same thing. You talk to guys from all across the like you know spectrum of personality that you would see in the NFL, and they all come to the same conclusion. That is really rare, I think. And usually in sports, when you find guys like that, they make good coaches because everyone just wants to do well for them because they're working so hard for you, and it's obvious. I think that's what it right. is. Right. Right. Um, so you're buying stock. Buying that stock. I think I think I'm, uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to buy that they have a chance. Certainly more than I was a year ago. Like I think when they hired him, it was like, you know, he's never been a coordinator. Nobody knows what the hell's this. He's in here talking about kneecaps and all this. Like, no, what's yeah. going on? He sounds like a like a caveman, you know, or whatever. Yes. And and he's not, you know. And I think that that and it's been a really interesting year to follow. He is a very interesting person. I will say that. Um, I knew he would be. <laughs> I knew he would be. I think I just yeah. knew. I knew a lot of people were like, what a, he looks like an idiot. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think there's something here that like, Look, this guy, I, there's something here. And, and I think it sure. manif- that manifests itself in the last that. few weeks of the year mm-hmm. when they're winning games and those guys were like, they were into also, it, man. Oh, they, man yeah. These guys were not like counting down to free agency. When do I get the fuck out of no. here? Like. You know, and you saw the some of the video in that post game locker room. These guys, you know, we're coming back next year. We're going to do this. Like they seemed like genuinely, like right. yeah, let's do this. Let's build on it. And a lot of times, like you see those seasons that just go off the rails. Yeah, there's guys on the sideline. They might as well have their phones oh, out. Yeah. Like they could give a shit. Some you know, do have their phones out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we've you know? seen them in Detroit, and it, this was not that. 
They were three wins. They were terrible. They were one <laughs> of the worst teams in the league. And you saw the clip that I sent on Twitter the last game of the season. The crowd is like, the roof is shaking when they get like an interception or whatever. Tracy Walker picks that pass off uh, yeah. against the Packers' backup quarterback in the fourth quarter of a game that Green Bay does not need yeah. or care about. And Detroit yeah. is like, you goddamn right, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and it's just like, everybody there, I could sense it. It was like, I got into the building that day and I was like, there are a lot of people here. What is going on? And I'm like, well... It's the Packers, you know, and then the game started, and I'm like, I think there are a lot of Lions fans here. Like, I think it's not just the Packers. Right. It was a different day. Like, I remember what it felt like at the end of 2019, at the end of Patricia's second year, when everybody was like, okay, screw this shit. This is done. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. not this. So, you know, very different feel. But, as you know, if they come out next year and start 0-4 and shit the bed. Uh, Correct. That feel is going to go away pretty quick, so... Is Goff the starter day one next year? I think so. We'll, we'll see. So. We'll see if they draft a guy and if that changes anything. But I think so. That'd be a good bet. But we'll see. Interesting year for sure, and we'll see what your Eagles do as well. But Detroit almost, is a unique place, well, here, as we know. Here's the thing: I feel like next year you keep the rebuild going. Yeah, you do. You I think load it up, and but you still lose, yeah. and then your your boy is sitting there for well, you. We have said in twenty three. Yeah, well, we have said Get some Bryce Young up yeah. in Detroit. So let's roll. Start. Well, we've said since the beginning, <laughs> since they traded Stafford, uh, yeah. January, whatever that was, was that you have two choices, I think. You have you could draft Justin Fields or Lance in this previous draft, which you didn't do. Right. You're not drafting anyone in this one unless you right. pick it falls to you. Or you can take all the draft picks that you got from the Rams and load it up and trade everything in 2023 and go get Bryce Young. Those are your options. That last one is still on the table. We'll see That's what happens. The p- that's that'd be, the play. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That's the play. <laughs> I think it is. I think you build your team, you load your team up. Last year, this year, they got a lot of draft picks this year in good spots to get a lot of good players. Load it up, finish next year, and then go into that draft with, like, all we need is a quarterback. Exactly. And we're off and running. Like that's, Exactly. I think that's what they're... That's hard to do, though. <laughs> it's hard to sure. reverse engineer a football team, but, like, that's kind of what they're trying to do. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like it's better than... It drafting is. the franchise quarterback and just throwing him in there, just get the yeah. shit kicked out of him for two years, and then be like, "We promise you, we're going to build a team around you." I think like, it's better that way too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's hard. It, like the Colts are the example of what happens when it doesn't go that way, though. Did that not go well for them? Yeah, right. Like I mean, luck retiring <laughs> in the middle of it certainly uh-huh. uh, throws a wrench into it. But like when you have a team without a quarterback, yeah, that can be really frustrating. As everyone, <laughs> as everyone watched this year, with the it's Colts. a shame. It's a real shame. What was that tweet that Mike uh, Persak sent out? The former Daily Mike? He said, I almost feel bad for Carson Wentz. Almost. I don't. But I almost do. Yeah, that was pretty good. Anyway. Uh, I, for the record, I don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.
Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Uh, Nick, yeah. the big question is, I don't yeah. know what, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the Lions schedule is next year, mm-hmm. but at some point will they be running into head coach <laughs> Jim Harbaugh leading such and such and such team? Uh, I don't know if the Raiders are on schedule. Let's, uh, let's get into this. This is all, the, the prelude there was just to force people to have to listen to us talk about Lions before getting to Harbaugh. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but look, man, this thing's still lingering. Um, yeah. Yes. Yesterday, so I'm in the middle of the move, right, and yeah. uh, I check my phone for like five minutes, right, and see. I ch- I go to Twitter. The first thing that pops up is a video of Harbaugh talking yesterday at some Coach of the Year thing, and saying mm-hmm. that this year's rumors are better than last year's rumors. Yeah, what a general. And they just kind of go a little shit-eating grin on it. Uh, on top of that, and I just saw that. And look, so I don't know if you know. You know, I, I'm not sure the context. I'm not sure if there was a follow-up. I'm not sure yeah. if there was anything up. But I just saw that, and it was wow. Like this is look. I, I obviously am closer to. I cover basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Last time I remember, the Knicks came out, and it was floated. Right. Juwan Howard maybe goes to the Knicks. You know, mm-hmm. I think Woj tweeted Woj it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, maybe, maybe 45 minutes later. Not an hour. Yeah, what's Ju- an hour? Juwan, Juwan Howard on his, I think, personal Twitter account was mm-hmm. put put an end to that thing immediately. That's right. Uh, whereas old old James. Has not. Not so much. You know, this thing started <laughs> percolating, what, early last week or the week prior? Well, Longer than that. Um, well, yes, yeah, I mean publicly. Yes. I mean publicly. Now, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> what a on-brand media availability that was yesterday. <laughs> who says I? Don't, who, who says I don't talk to the media? What are you guys talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I talk to the media. I answered this question. What do you want? There was, there was zero what, Detroit media on that call. That's I what believe. this is, folks. I don't know what else to say to you. Um, this started. We started hearing this stuff that he maybe he'd be interested in the NFL. Shortly after the Big Ten title game, um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even earlier than that, I would say, if I have to look all the way back. But I mean, the real like, maybe he'll just go to the NFL. Started happening the week after the Big Ten title game um, in channels that I'm aware of, and I think that look, I think a couple things are at play. All of them, I think, are unique to Michigan. We'll say, <laughs> we'll say, um, he has absolutely been. Weighing his options. And if he hasn't been, he has created a scenario where his bosses at Michigan absolutely think he's weighing his options. Right. And so I don't know what else to say. He want, If he wants to get on semantics later on and say that he didn't do any of this, which I, which he might, that's fine. He did. He let all this happen. Um, he allowed it to happen. I think he allowed it to happen strategically. If you ask me, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. I think he's put himself in this position to see what was out there in the NFL. And I think that's fine. But I think he's continuing to let this go. And I think he's not doing that on accident. And I think that he did that last year. And I think he's done it before. 
And I think it's incumbent upon, it's up for Michigan to decide what you want to do. I think that like when he goes out there and says the rumors last year are more enjoyable than this year, but he won't put a stop to it. I don't know what else to say to that. I, that, that I'm sorry. That, it's been I, seven, I don't look, think I've ever heard a coach say that. That's, been been seven that's years. pretty wild. Look at now. Yeah, it's been okay. seven years and he's a different guy. And he says mm-hmm. things differently, and I understand that. And when he says, like, look, I didn't – you – he's accused people before correctly of taking things that he has said and twisting them around and all of this. Okay. But when he doesn't say things, I'm – after seven years of this now, I'm led to believe that there's no other – that's tr- strategy. You're not, you're not putting a stop to it because you don't want it to stop. You want the possibility to continue that maybe someone in the NFL will come and hire you, and you want Michigan to think about that. I think that's what's happening here. Right. And if he wants to, if he wants to say otherwise, that's his prerogative. I'm just telling you what how I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think anyone's going to hire him. But at the same time, I don't know what he wants for Michigan. And I think that he and Jim Harbaugh and Michigan have a lot to have a lot to iron out because this right. is not this has not been nothing over the last however many weeks. And I think that a lot of people are trying to figure out where they want to go. And you know, it might not all be the worst thing in the world. It's, it's not, I don't think it's all like horribly ill feelings or, you know, rage or people living at each other. I think it's just how Jim works. I think it's just how he operates. And I, I think if you're Ward Manuel, you have to, and he knows that, but I think at the end of the day, at some point you have to go and be like, look, Jim, if you're back, we're, we're glad you're back. We want you back and all this, but this can't happen ever again. The next time if it came from you or anybody else, the next time your name is floated, you have to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. The next time, you cannot just put your arms up and say, you can't control this. I'm not going to say anything. You're a college football coach. Recruiting and all those things, just because you don't partake in the negative aspects of those things, or you can't imagine putting yourself in a situation where you would do that to another recruit, doesn't mean that it's not happening to Michigan on right. because of the things you are allowing to happen. So, again, I will say, all parties here need to put the school first. Period. End of day. And that includes the head coach. And I think that's what I would say. And I think that as we go forward here, I think he talked about he's going to be out there recruiting on Saturday. From all things he says, it looks like he's going to just go about this business as usual and be the head coach at Michigan. And that'll change when it changes. And he'll let you know. (laughs) It's just like, that can't happen. You're a college coach. You have to recruit. You have to be on the level with people. You have to be involved with NIL. You have to be involved with donors. You have to be involved with other sports. You have to be involved with the community. You have to be involved with all these things. <laughs> you don't get to pick your job, the things that you want to do and the things you don't want to do. You got to do it all. You've mm-hmm. been paid $50 million over seven years. Mm-hmm. This has to be the last time this happens. If, if he's back, this has to be the last time this happens. That's all I'll say. I mean, I don't know what else to say on it anymore. Like, all right. You know, in previous years, it hasn't been his fault. There have been times that have come out where it's like, look, that's ridiculous. Somebody Mm -hmm. made something up and bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And you feel for him because, like, a lot of that early on was bullshit. He got inundated with, you remember, the first year, my God, it was like the fifth game. People were like, Jim, you going to take the Colts job? I mean, it was completely (laughs) and totally absurd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't allowed to get his feet down. I mean, all the things. But over time... When it has been convenient for him, he allows these things to fester. And I'm sorry, he does. There's no other way to say that. He knows they're happening. He knows they're going on. It is his responsibility to take care of those things publicly, not privately to the seven people that he thinks need to know. Right? Like that's, 
That's your job. That's your job. So a deeper conversation of what your job is probably needs to happen here, and probably is happening as we speak. Maybe not at this moment, because it looks like Harbaugh's on the road somewhere, but, like, I think that that's what I would say on the whole thing, and, you know... and, and the way that these things, the way these things work is, look, at the highest level, coaches of a certain caliber, when it comes to a guy's name being mentioned with anything, yeah. most times it doesn't happen with by accident in any way. Or it's no. not just a GM throwing out Never. a name. Like, like if put it this way, if no, Ryan never. if Ryan Day doesn't want his name floated, why do you think for, it isn't for being anything, floated? Exactly, yeah, right? Then it doesn't get floated. Exactly. You know, Thank you. the the Bears could very well be interested in Ryan Day, but if Ryan Day has no interest in his name being linked to the Bears, even though he might be talking to them, correct? It doesn't get that doesn't just appear magically. Yeah, like th- these things are all. For the most part, right? Of course, there are exceptions. Ninety-eight Yes. Most of the time, <laughs> the, everything's calculated. Everything happens for a reason, right? Whether it's the whether it's someone looking for leverage, mm-hmm. or whether it's someone literally looking to leave. Yeah. Right. In this case, I I don't know of any. Nobody knows of any actionable offer that Harbaugh no. has actually That's had right. in front of him. No. So that to me looks like a leverage play. Yeah. And that, to me, leads back to, is there any lingering, <laughs> what's the right word here? Um, angst? Hard anger, feelings. Hard Ill, feelings, Ill, Ill will. whatever. Ill will. Yeah, over, I would. Over sure. the restructured deal. I mean, anyone sure that's not. seems like it to me. <laughs> I, I don't see how. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just. Yeah, I mean, like, no, yeah, there is. I don't know. A, 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 a plus B equals C, one plus two equals three. Um, Look, yeah, like, people have said, this is for Jim, this isn't about money. And, like, technically, I think that that's probably true. I don't think that when he says, this is, this is, so this is, this is a good conversation, because this is, you're getting all the way into Harbaugh now in terms of how he talks and what he means and mm-hmm. what he will come back on you when, if you try to take his words and throw him back at him. When he says, I'll do this job for free and, all those things, and he's donating his money. I, I think he means all that. I'm serious. Like, I think he, I absolutely think he means all that. But I would do this job for free. It's only money. And, but this is a competitive job, and other people make more money than me, and I'm not okay with that. And you took my money in public and made me look like a loser, and I'm not okay with that. Correct. That, I think, Correct. is a problem that they have yeah. to work out. Yes. That is still happening, I think, to a degree, somewhere deep in there. Whether or not it percles up every day and is something that like carries the conversation and is always a problem that they have to work out, I don't know. Right? Like maybe Jim is more comfortable with it than I realize. I don't know. But to, to, I mean, come on. To sit here and, and, and we know Jim Harbaugh. Like people ask me at Michigan in the summer of 2020, if what what do you think he'll do if if we sign it? Remember this? If we sign him to a lower contract, and you remember my answer was like he'll sign it. And then he'll stand over your shoulder after he <laughs> proves you wrong and throw it back in your face. Like, that's what he'll do. So, like, that's might be what's happening. I mean, like, I think that's what's happening, to be honest. Right. I, now, sure. Sure. So it, it's, never, it's never that cut and dry with Jim either. So I would also say that I think that, you know, after seven years, I would bet you a fair amount of coin that he probably is thinking about, like, do I want to keep 
do I want to keep doing this in college? Like, the game is changing a lot. Right. He is going to have to be more involved with NIL things and recruiting way more than he wants to. I know that. Um, and he knows that. And I think that that probably is something that he is weighing uh, more than he, maybe more than he ever has. And I think he would argue, and he would say to you, like, I never actually go out and, you know, I don't go prostitute myself to NFL teams. So I don't know what, if I take this one time to look at, I don't know why you're so hot about it. Like, that could be his counter to it too but my whole thing at the beginning like i've said is that you're doing damage to the program you are doing damage to the program but by, by doing this right every time it's not right. it's not debatable it's not debatable whether you think you are or not you are i'm telling you you are like everyone sees it everyone knows it. it's a fact so when mm-hmm. you go through these will you or won't you what the hell's going on people want to turn it into a thing where we got people out here writing updates so updates, like, I mean, yeah. you know, daily updates, so daily updates, it's a chicken fight. Like, that's what it's been for years, and that's what Jim does. And Ward, Manuel, understands that, as we know, and I think mm-hmm. that it wouldn't shock me if Jim and Ward go into a room and come out with something and everyone looks happy and they go forward, because I think they have a unique relationship. But I mean, like, let's be clear here. Let's, we're not going to sit here and pretend that that's not what's been going on, that he's not been maybe twisting it back a little bit at him and also maybe taking the opportunity to think about some other things in his life, you know, is do I want to change? Do I want to make a change in my life? And everyone is, everyone is afforded that and everyone should have that freedom to do that. Um, including him. And, uh, but you know, I mean, at some point, like you got to stop pretending that you've got screwed here or something like you were, who got screwed here. His alma mater has paid him like $60 million to be the head football coach. No one here has been screwed. Took him seven years to win a Big Ten title. He won it. Right. But I mean, let's... Come on now. So, like, no one got screwed. Let's just get over it and move on. Can you do that is the ultimate question. And Mm -hmm. I think that will be answered in time. So the counter that the Harbaugh acolytes come back with here is... I don't know how many of those are left, but yeah. Well, uh, I mean, (laughs) after the year that they had, you know, the people that Everyone thinks he's... Yeah, acolytes and people Uh, who think he's a good coach is a different, you know... There's sure. a lot of people now who think he's a good coach because he's um, a good coach. A lot, a lot of the counter is well, this is this is a play for better at Michigan to invest more in the program and all this NIL stuff and all of that and <laughs> and creating you know some wing of the athletic department that is based more on a <laughs> right. on the betterment of uh, the football program. Um, you're putting out the image that Michigan doesn't try hard in football and Jim isn't winning because Michigan screws him. That's the narrative that gets floated and it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. I don't know what else to say. Like, does Michigan have stricter standards with transfers? Yes. Did Jim Harbaugh know that when he took the job? Yes. Was that the case when Jim Harbaugh was a student here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Has it been a point of contention Throughout his seven years, yes. Will it continue to be a point of contention for as long as he's here? You're damn right it will be. But to sit here and say that they haven't been trying to navigate NIL or they're against name, image, and likeness. Jordan Acker was like the one of the first public board members at a school oh, to right. come out that's and right. say, like in 2018, I think we need to all be on board with this for all the sports, not just football. They are absolutely trying to make that work. But I think what you have to understand is it is like a year old. Is it Mm -hmm. a year old? Two years old? Um, Less than that. So all the people that you're looking at right now that appear to be knocking it out of the park, Texas (laughs) A&M, Bama, folks, 
That's an Kentucky ex- basketball. Kentucky oh, basketball. Oh baby, that is an extension <laughs> of old world cheating. Okay, yeah. and it yeah. is now legal. That's what that is. So you're now saying when you come to me and say Michigan needs a better NIL program, you they need to cheat or they need to do things that aren't legal because they're trying to make sure that everything is done. I think on the up and up, and they're trying to make sure that all these companies that they're getting these kids involved with which is the other thing that no one talks about, aren't shady as shit and screw the kids because that's happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. All over the place. Kids are getting jobbed all over the place. Like, this kid signed a seven-figure contract with all this fine print, and he got zero money. <laughs> you know, because he didn't meet all the... Whatever. It's just like... <laughs> these kids are getting shaded by all these shysters all over the place. Mm-hmm. It is chaos. And if you have a school that doesn't care about any of that, and is just like, yeah, we'll give you money. Who cares? Come on down. Here's a Porsche. Congratulations. Sure, it'll be great. But like, yes. that's not what's happening here. But it's also like, and I haven't, and I wouldn't say that Jim Harbaugh has suggested this. I think people suggest this on his behalf. I don't think he's uh-huh. come out and said, we have a terrible NIL situation or whatever else. I don't think he said that. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember in the fall, you know, when they, he invited, uh, matter of fact, he invited Jordan uh, Acker to practice that day. And they talked about the... The uh, logo, uh, getting the logo for the for the players uh, or whatever right. else. I don't know that's if right. all now it's not perfect. I don't think everything's been done with the swiftness that it maybe should be. And as we know, having dealt with Michigan over the years, that's that's a pretty common thing too. But you know, I think that the support for him has been there. I I, I just don't I don't agree with the notion that he has not been supported at Michigan. I find that laughable, to be quite honest with you. Like like the existence of NIL and the transfer portal does not mean like, all right, well, open all the doors. We're LSU now. It doesn't matter anymore, right? We can right. do whatever the hell we want. Like that doesn't. You the the the, the place is still going to be the place at its right. core, and and I don't think Jim Harbaugh is arguing I, that it shouldn't be. I feel like anyone fair. that thought that the the flaps were just going to come up and this yeah. was just going to become a free for all is is delusional. Um, look, Michigan has the power of its brand, which is. Enormous, mm-hmm. and it can certainly, probably, certainly, probably. Nice sentence there. It can, <laughs> it can certainly um, package that into an extremely attractive. Yeah, for sure. Sell and it, and it for, will for for athletes. I, um, I'm confident. That may, it will. Maybe it's maybe it's a touch slow to get there, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they also they were not going to just go in unfiltered. No. Oh no 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 no. no. Like that, this was not going to be rushed to put together, which is what like a lot of places, which a lot the places that have just rushed into it, probably it won't matter. How about this? Nothing's going to happen to them. So like kind of good on them. No, exactly. Um, exactly. But, 100% but, I would say but that Michigan too. Yeah. was never going to do it that way. Right. 100%. And I was, I want to make that clear. Good on them. Mm-hmm. Good on them. Like go, <laughs> yeah. go. Hey, great job. And I'm like, I think that's, you know, and that I, I think that that is well said and well stated. And I think that that's fine because if no one's going to call you out on it, whatever guys. But I mean, I'll say this now because I think that it's what I mean. He's going pro, right? I mean, Ojabo, David Ojabo, mm-hmm. right? Um, so NAL legislation came down that said I think international students with the international visas can't make money yet on NAL. Um, so he went pro because obviously he can't make any money. If, I'm telling you right now, if David Ojabo wasn't an international student and was born in like North Dakota or something, um, he would still be at Michigan because he'd be making like seven figures in NIL. Right. I promise you, he would. Like, I know he would have. I know it was something that was being discussed. So, like, those are things, just because it didn't happen, because the legislation is still being, 
you know, change and everything else. It's it also shouldn't go to, without saying that that there aren't guys at Michigan making money right now. JJ mm-hmm. McCarthy, why don't you go ask him how much money he's made this year? Blake Corum's right. made money this year. There are guys at Michigan making money, not all of them. And I think that that maybe is a frustration that Jim has expressed. I know that is because it's it's something that he talked about at the very beginning of this. His concern was with a lot of coaches was the locker room is going to be really really hard to navigate with 85 guys that I bring in here on scholarship and if a freshman comes in and is making you know 600 grand because he's the flavor of the month and I've got like a grinder fifth year corner who is a dirty work guy that is one of our best players that makes no money and he feels like shit like what am I supposed to do and that's something that I think that is the thing I think Michigan is right now still trying to wrap its head around like I think you've seen um the Wangler family has that Clothing, uh, Valiant, have you, have you yes. seen that, the clothing brand? Yeah. Uh, John Wangler's company, I, they've worked with Michigan, right? And, like, I think that they're trying to get more of those things in place for, for guys that, especially with football, because I think football, you have so many guys, right? Like, it's yeah guys that just don't get looked at, that maybe can get looked, I don't know what that looks like, but I think it's to make it more evened out or whatever. Those are things I think they're talking about, but in no that and making it legal, but in no way has there ever been a conversation that I've been privy to that's like, uh, we shouldn't do any of this. <laughs> like we should just be against it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. Right. No. Like a place of Michigan scale. Like I don't know, and this is it's probably silly I haven't asked anybody this. Like I don't know how many people they've hired that are just like, your job is is this. Because well, and, Yeah. Right. And, like, that's a thing. And here's the thing. This is something that was rushed basically to market. It kind of happened. People were... In, like, people a week kept on, People kept on saying, like, I knew it's... It, we knew it's coming, but, like... And then it just showed up one day. And then you were just there, though. <laughs> so, like, it's like not it like... Like, it always is. It's yeah. not like there's 400, 500 no, there's no administrators yeah. out there who are experts in NIL for all these schools to hire. Like, everyone no, has to get, chaos. like... it's been chaos. Yeah, chaos. I mean, it's a... It is a goddamn mess for mm-hmm. every... And the transfer. Like, everything is a mess. For everyone, In yeah. these places. Because so many of these schools are still understaffed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... It is really, really messy. So, you know, there... Like we said, there are those places that have just been like, fuck! There are... You know what? We can't break the rules because there are no rules. So, yeah. let's just do whatever. And figure it out down the line. And then there are other places that have like wanted to have a like systematic approach. To- and I, I would also add to, and this is a this is the maybe the greatest example of this, and it's not the only one. But Michigan football and a lot of college football programs are like this, the serious ones. I think you saw mm-hmm. it with Michigan State, in fact, actually, when they went through the Tucker, everyone getting all wired up about what the hell are we gonna do here? We gotta fix this right now. You know, like everyone is so passionate about this. And wants it to, and that includes Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. um, and that's why this is unique, I think. And I, I think this should be said. Like everyone here is so passionate about making this place the best it can be, because of what it did for them, usually. And when you talk to people about like, why do they always just hire people that went here or Michigan man, Michigan woman? Why does it always have to be that? Why can't it be somebody else or whatever? And it can be somebody else, as we've seen, and it can work. But I think that when you talk to people um, that have been here a long time that are now in jobs that went to school here, like they talk about it differently, right? It means a lot to them. It means a lot to their life, like a personal level that a lot of us just do not understand. And Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel are absolutely two of those people. Like they mm-hmm. care about this place more than you and I and anyone listening to the show 
will ever understand or know. I'm just telling you, that's how it is. And I think that those two um, should be given space to, you know, go through the things that they do. But at the same time, and they are, but at the same time, they have to make decisions that are, you know, you have to get out of your own way sometimes, I think, and let your passion and all that be great. But like the place needs to be, you know, arguing over how this needs to be done sometimes can be great because it can lead to great things. Like you'll talk mm -hmm. to Michigan coaches over the years that have said like some of the best decisions we ever made came from a fight, you know, like I fired a guy and I told him to go to hell and we fought about it for, you know, whatever. And like, it ends up being good. Right. Because everybody's a family and we all care about each other at the end of the day, even though I want to rip your throat out. Like that's Michigan football in my experience, covering it 11 years, whatever. Everybody. Mm -hmm. These guys all go through these periods of time where they hate each other and then they love each other. Then they hate each other and then they love each other. <laughs> they hate each other and they love each other. They always seem to come back to it at the end of the day and it gets rocky and frustrating for everybody. But like, I'm going to tell you again, they don't listen to anybody else either. They don't give a shit what anybody else thinks or says. They do what they want to do. And I think that's probably what's going to be uh, played out here at the end of the day. I don't know what the timeline will be at the at the end, but it's a different situation. It's you. It's not, you know... This ain't Tennessee State. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. If you feel, if you want to get mad that Michigan thinks it's special, fine. But I, it is. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's different. It's a different place, right? Like, so, you know, I think that's what I would say to that. And I, and I mentioned the Michigan State thing earlier because I think it was cool in a weird way, even though it was really haphazard. But it was cool to see that sort of passion explode out of people when it looked like LSU might come and hire Mel Tucker, right? They were like, yeah. the hell with that shit? Somebody get the Reese's Cup drive together and get the money going. We gotta figure this shit out. Like, <laughs> right? And they and you and you got some, and you felt some of that like family tension, you know, like people were people were all pulling for the same thing, but they were like fighting with each other while they were doing it. But they all got there, right? At the end of the day. Like that's what this is. I think I think that's what this is in in a longer, maybe a more bigger way with more ridiculous stuff sprinkled in there in some ways. But it's a family affair, I would say, and sometimes those things are complicated. And I think that's what this is. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. 
While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Shout out to uh, the Tigers of Tennessee State. That was a great I'm drop. I'm sorry, right Tennessee there. State. Uh, <laughs> so a proud yeah. tradition down there uh, 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 <laughs> with the Tigers. Look, and this is clearly based on just solely. I mean, I obviously talk to people a lot about. Yeah, but but like this is not reported. This is just strictly my opinion. Like, I, this is just going to probably be. If I had to guess how this actually plays out, mm-hmm. uh, a level of renegotiation on whatever his yeah. current deal is, um, I don't think it's going to be like you're making more than Coach A, B, and C. Yeah, but I mean, right. it, it could be a maybe return to what it was. It could be whatever, um, and then that's going to be put in front of him, and it's going to be. What do you want to do? There's your deal, man. Yeah, we're not an waiting NFL, anymore. Yeah. If you have an NFL deal, yeah, right. If an NFL team's offering you more than that, feel free to take it. Yeah. But this is the offer from here. And this that, is what it's going to be. Yeah. Right. Solely my <laughs> guess. But I don't think this is going to be like, yo, here's $11 million a year. Sign it. Let's big press conference. That no. shit, I don't see any of that. You know what I think is going to happen? <laughs> that that thing's going to get slid across the table. He'll sign it, get up, walk out the room, and they won't talk about it again until we're doing it again next year. <laughs> But maybe not, maybe not. But I mean, yeah. If you had to make me guess or whatever, I think he'll be back. I think he'll. I think that they'll. Yes, there'll be a level of negotiation. They'll get to whatever point Ward says. Like this is the deal, Jim. Whether you want, do you want to be the coach at Michigan or not? It's always the same question every year. He said that last year. Right. Do you still want to do this or not? It's the same right. question that you know he has to ask himself. And I think that's fine too. How old is Jim now? He's about. He's almost sixty. Is he in his sixties? Is he really? Yeah, yeah. He's up there. So like, I think that. Great head of hair. He is not going to see himself in this capacity, but for people of his age and his career, I think as a head coach... Hey, he's 58. Yeah, so I think as a head coach, it's fair for him to start taking more stock in, like, what do you want the next maybe 10 years? Because we always... Remember, we used to talk about that with Beeline. When do you want to retire? You know, like, and it wasn't about, like... Oh, yeah, that's the first year I got here. Yeah, it's not about like, <laughs> it's not about necessarily with guys like that. It's not about like Wendy because you know Beeline was the same way, like a lifer. He's always going to be involved in basketball in some capacity, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Harbaugh will be the same. Now, I think he thinks that he can coach until he's dead. Head coach, I'm sure Jim mm-hmm. thinks I can be a head coach somewhere until I'm dead. I can coach until I'm 89 years old, and someone will hire me to be a head coach. Right. However, there's probably a bone somewhere in his body that's like, that's probably not realistic. So, but I can be somewhere as a coach until I'm dead. And I think mm-hmm. that as he gets closer to 60, he's probably having some more of those. Like, what do I want the next 15 years of my coaching career sort of to flow like? If I can control sure. it in any way. Sure. So I absolutely think, you know, him and the family probably had discussions like that. And why wouldn't you? I think that, you know, at that point, you're just naturally at that age, I think, where that's something that's going to come up anyway. So... That's probably part of it as well. I think a lot of it gets heated up, and there are things in there that I think are things that are problems that they need to sort through and fix. But like, also a lot of it is just like an old coach that's probably thinking about stuff, you know. Like, I mean, and, and, and the flip side of it is, look, all of the people involved in a situation like this are not uh, pushovers. No, they're okay. all alphas. So, 
So God. The, the athletic director. Jesus. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. <laughs> like, what what is the level of patience for nonsense, if it is nonsense, whatever, that you yeah. put up with before you're like, enough. Yeah. No, we're not doing this, you know? <laughs> and look, like, everyone's got their limit. Yeah. Look, like, everyone has to scoop shit in whatever they do, right? Of course. Of course. But there's a limit that everyone also has of. Yeah. Shit, you're willing to scoop. I think that that actually is being debated right now in that negotiation: is how much shit should I have to scoop, and how much shit should you have to scoop? And I think that's the. Uh, I think at some at some level, that's kind of the uh, uh-huh. more than money. I think that's the negotiation that's going on here. Uh, if I had to take a guess at it, but yes, that's a great right. point. Because personally, if I was Ward in this spot, yeah, I'd be like, man. Just got it. We just, we just got, got it figured out. We just got here, and now it's this. Like we couldn't have, we couldn't have one, one year, one year, where it's just like this thing's rolling. It's all good. It's positive vibes. It's good energy. I didn't think I like, felt. I heard about this Monday, Sunday after the Big Ten change. Like, oh god, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how much patience everyone has for 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 some of this. Like someone someone to me uh, said the other day when the Michigan State Michigan game was uh, either already postponed oh, or yeah. on the way toward it, whatever. Uh, I think it was already when it was postponed, <clears throat> and I was kind of doing the the live autopsy of exactly what happened between Friday and Saturday <laughs> always morning. always a good time, great time. <laughs> so you know you're just making. You know, it's you're talking to ten different people, and you're seeing it all of them are sure. furious. Okay, what matches up on the from the from all these people, and that's what's reportable, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, someone's like, "Oh, did you uh, talk to Ward about what he said?" I'm like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you think this rises to the level of what, what, uh, you know him having to say yes or no or whatever? Like, it's like, what did the doctor say? Okay, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Dealing with over here, um, that would be my guess of how that conversation would have gone. And for other, for all I know, Ward was very much involved. Yeah, I highly doubt it. So, um, yeah, because oh, like man. situations like this, it just takes all the oxygen. Yep, all of the oxygen. Like I've talked and, to people outside of the football program over there who are in the athletic department. They're just like, it's just immediately turns into pins and needles, and everyone's whispering, "What's you happening? can't even? What's he going to do?" What's it going to be like? Think about it in your own work. If this, you, if you hear, look, we just went through our company got bought. right. Yeah, right? right. It's all anyone's been talking about internally for months. Yeah, for months, for months. You know, yeah, right. yeah. and so over there, it's the same thing. And yeah, it's, I mean, like, yeah. Look, obviously, the football coach is not everyone's boss over there, but the football coach is the biggest figure in right. the entire athletic department. Represents a lot of change far. when that changes. Right. Yeah, right. right. And I and I think that that's something that. Yeah, I think that that's something that this time around, I would assume Ward would would probably communicate as best he can. Or maybe he doesn't, but like it should be, you know, where it's just should like, be. look, it man, like, be. exactly, like, you know, this thing about you putting your dukes up and acting like we're trying to fight you and screw you all the time, like maybe that was the case when you were at San Francisco, right? Maybe they were trying to screw you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the things that you felt were happening to you were absolutely happening to you, and you got screwed. That's not happening here. We're not trying to screw you, Jim. Like, it's been seven years. How many more times do I got to tell you? Like, I think that that's the conversation that I think he has to have with Jim because he naturally is a fighter. That's just what he is. He's right. never, I'm 
people don't understand, I guess, and it's like the torture of people like the curse of people like me and Angelique and, you know, Ballas and all these guys who've had to be around him for this long. <laughs> but like, you understand, like, there's a level of like, the things that sometimes he says that come off a certain way, they're not, I don't think they're born out of a certain, but like, he does need to be told and reminded, I think, like, you're here and we want you here. Like, man, like, but we right. shouldn't have to tell you that every day, Jim. Like, and people are going to get mad. The fans are going to get mad. This is going to get mm -hmm. be a problem. You're a huge deal. You're a huge popular figure. People are going to take shots at you. That's part of this. Like, we can't, you know, it can't, it's not going to be perfect or great, but you're with us. And, like, for whatever reason, he's had a really hard time his whole football life just accepting when someone comes up to him and says, you're with us. Right. He needs to start accepting that, I think. Just me. But, sure. you know, that's what I would say to probably wrap that one up. Is he needs to look around to the people who are saying, I want to help you, and take their help. Because mm. they're pretty good people, a lot of them. And a lot of times I think he thinks that it comes from ulterior motives and it doesn't. So that's where I would probably leave it. He gets very defensive and, hey, maybe that's all warranted. But here, I don't think it is, to be quite honest. I, I just haven't seen enough evidence to the contrary. People want to talk about Mark Schlissel not being a great president. Fine. That's not that. That's not equate Jim Harbaugh getting screwed at Michigan. Okay, like yeah, let's be yeah. clear. I yeah. mean, was he? Yeah, was Mark Slissel the, the greatest president Michigan's ever had? I think probably not. Right? Like I think we could probably say probably could have done better there in that stretch. Right? Sure. But is that is that why they didn't win Big Ten titles? Get the hell out of here with that shit. And I think that that's Jim has never said that. That's the stuff that gets floated on his behalf that he allows uh, to float. That needs you to can, go away. You can tell when, yeah. uh, when, when Schlissel, I mean, and I, 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 I have no opinion on Schlissel. It doesn't matter. Well, I don't know. But, yeah, right. Exactly. But I, don't, I can't judge a president. When, he's, I don't when, when he sent that tweet announcing that he was stepping away at whatever timeline, right? Like that. Yeah. I clicked on the, the replies. Oh, my God. Were insane. Yeah. <laughs> because it was all football. Yeah. It was all, well, finally we can go win yeah. a big championship. Because you're, you're here blocking us from doing that, Mark Flissel. What? I was like, wow. So this is the boogeyman keeping... Not, it wasn't Ohio State. It was Mark Flissel the whole time. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. but So that's... Uh, yeah, we'll see where that all goes. I think they've actually got... I think Harbaugh's actually on the schedule for the um, Michigan Coaches Clinic tomorrow. Oh, baby. The Lansing one. So that's, usually, that's usually a quasi-availability, well, isn't it? Well, now he doesn't ever answer any questions at that. Sure. He just speak. He gives a speech, and I think, but based on the situation that we saw him say yesterday, any answer he gives right now without a signed yeah. contract is going to be worth exactly the air it comes out of. You know, his for the record, for the record, he has a signed contract. Right. That's correct. I think Ward would probably <laughs> be the first one to tell you that he's got a signed contract. I was there when he signed it. Like, anyway, we'll see where it all goes. Uh, never a dull moment. I think we can all say that. That's just. Hey, Fun. you said, hey, can we have what? Hey, can we get one year without this? But realistically, let's be clear, they all knew this mm -hmm. was. I'm sure Ward was like, well, yeah, it'd be nice if we could get one year, but I mean, this is not what the hell you think this is. <laughs> like, this is Michigan, for God's sakes, Brady Oak once said, okay? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be smooth. It's going to be choppy waters that you're going to create. You're going to have to steer through, but you know what? Maybe it'll be worth it. In the end. The, we'll see. The gospel according to Brady still. Still, Still stands. Up. Nice. How uh, about that? Great season. What else, 
What else we got? You want to know anything about basketball? Yeah, let's talk about. I I think we should probably talk touch on some of that. I suppose because you did write mm-hmm. that story, and that all happened after. Because we were going to talk, we were going to break that game down. I was going to watch it and everything, and I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Now I got to watch more uh, episodes of Daniel Tiger or whatever else on the kids, you know, on Saturday. <laughs> so that was cool. But so I mean, without having, I know you and Dylan recapped a lot of the ins and outs of sort of yeah how it went down. But like, what's yeah. going on and in, uh, in the current? state of affairs and is this game getting played again i guess is, uh, do we know that we do not know that we do yeah, not i saw Izzo that. said uh, that doesn't look like it would be easy to do it will not be easy yeah. um i would bet that it is played one way or another um fox sure as hell once this game oh, yeah. you played so. yeah um the league you know every, i would think the everyone league wants too. to play it yeah. um you know you, you got to find a way to do it without putting anyone into a dangerous spot but if it means playing three games in right five or six days then uh you know you might and that would be would that be incumbent upon michigan to have to do that or is that like that's the breaks if it works the other way because like i think i saw somebody being like well if michigan state has to play three games in four days in that scenario that seems like bullshit i'm like well yeah that would seem oh no that's a two-way it's a two-way street absolutely so they both would have to do it yeah wow they they both would have to do it Yeah. yeah Because, like, um, Michigan State has a bye, and I was like, well, maybe that bye doesn't sync up with, yeah, mm-hmm. probably no way you can do it. So. Brutal. Yeah. The the game f- this Friday, Michigan has a game at Illinois, which is, mm-hmm. that, that's 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 uh, quite a scenario to walk into if you're in the position that Michigan's in right now. But uh, they, they need to play that game one way or another. Like, if you got bodies, you got to go. It might be really ugly, but you got to. Yeah, you to get back play. out there, probably. Yeah, because uh, it's like at some point, right? Yeah, like, what are we doing here? I mean, yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. So, <laughs> in terms of like the remaining schedule, yeah, there's a chance that like Michigan State would, would want to get this. You want to get to 20 if you're them, in theory. Like, can being it's a half game below help you potentially? Well, um, it'd be a, yeah, but if, if you're trying to win a Big Ten championship. I yeah. want to go play a depleted version of Michigan right now. They might be better later in the year, but... Uh, I mean, they want that game for that reason right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's, let's be clear. <laughs> but if there's... If you're Michigan, you know, you're already two games behind your 20-game pace. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, people are, have asked me this morning, is the Illinois game happening? I'm like, it's, it's Thursday. This game is on tomorrow night. night. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, let's let's wait until midnight tonight to see if it's being played. Because last time, right, last goddamn Friday at this time, I was on BTN being like, "Yeah, this game's good. We're on uh, live TV." I'm saying this game's being played by midnight that <laughs> night. It was off, so I'm not saying shit. I, I got up Saturday. I got up Saturday morning and saw Solari had been up since two a.m. and and you were like, you were like, I am really hungover right now. I'm like, oh goddamn, this is gonna be a hell of a day. <laughs> this doesn't look good. Dude, so yeah, rough day. Uh, so so yeah, that that Friday night, I went out with uh, some friends I've seen since like yeah. pre-COVID, right? And so we got into it a little bit, and uh, and yeah, I get up that next morning. It's you know seven thirty. I have fifty texts. Yeah, right. fifty texts. I got a couple of missed phone calls. I like legitimately, and this like isn't to make it, yeah. this right. is not to make light of anything. I like I thought someone might have died. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God. And, and yeah, and then the, just the 
you know, there's there's also nothing better than like having to call someone at eight fifteen in the morning on a Saturday. Yeah, be like, hey, I know that we're all be like, completely dude, this is completely yeah, this is complete bullshit yeah. that we have to talk right now. But what the hell is going on? So that's uh, a good point. That's a good journalism point. I'd say you know when you watch um people people are our listeners are probably fans of The Wire, wouldn't you guess? Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. how in The Wire how they would always be like that one episode when um. Who was it? Somebody's mom got or grandma got shot or whatever on like a Sunday. And like yeah. they were like, this is bullshit. You do not do this on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That that is how that phone call feels like, by the way. Just so yeah. you know, go, go ahead. Continue. And for the record, yeah. like people have asked my opinions on uh, how Michigan handled things and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, look, my only two points on it are, you know, could there could have been more clarity in the process when they knew there was potentially an issue? They could have given them a heads up. Hey, we're going into testing, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, that's like, yep. that's up to you. You know, uh, Izzo has issues with the, with at the administrative level of, you know, can there be more clarity on this? Can there be more clarity on that? Can there be protocols to this? Can there be protocols to that? Should we know who's boosted? Should we know who isn't boosted? I, that I have no idea about. Right. I will, when they knew the game was off, Mm-hmm. At eleven thirty or yeah. whatever on Friday night, should have been announced right then. I, oh, I yeah, don't. That's, you did not need to wait until six o'clock in the morning the next day. I did not get that because if if Jim Bob up in Northern Michigan mm-hmm. woke He's up that morning down. and got in a car and drove, to, yeah. <laughs> it's an right. interstate game. It's a two of the biggest games of the year for each program. The second you know it's off, announce that it's off. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Interst- yeah, because you're, you, know, you have twenty thousand people driving. It, and it'd be one thing if that uh, if that release at six o'clock in the morning had comments from Michigan's medical people of like, hey, this is the, what the testing looked like this day. This is why it happened. Th- that release on Saturday morning, all it said was games off. Yeah. Okay. Right. Nothing. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Go to hell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it, this was not the production that it was when Michigan Ohio State football was canceled. They had Zoom calls. And everything under the sun right. to announce and, and explain what happened. Well, um, I think I know why they did that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it wasn't. No. And uh, so, you're, but Izzo, I think actually, I mean, he absolutely has a point in, in that the presidents continue to look at these things like they're snow days is what I've, I think mm-hmm. I told that to Colton the other day. I'm like, they want to be able to just like wake up in the morning and be like, well, it's off. And they right. want to, and they want to look at it like a, a basketball game that has got twenty thousand people coming to it, the same as a, you know, dance recital that doesn't. <laughs> and it's like it's not the same. I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah. you know, or or whatever it might be, like an extra activity that goes on after school hours. It's like that's how they want to look at this. I th- I feel like, and it's just like it, it's not a snow day. There's like millions of dollars at stake, mm-hmm. and people's livelihoods are also at stake. Like. Every day right. we do this. Well, so, well, part of the part of the kind of uh, the, the, one of the ultimate complications here is the thing that would prevent this from happening mm-hmm. would be scheduled testing. Right. Yeah. But, but that's what everyone's trying to get away from. Right. People you're never going to play. Yeah. Right. People don't want to test. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? the NFL's big thing. They've been like, we, we don't want to do any more testing ever right. again. Yeah. So everyone wants to get to the point of they're not testing anybody. Right. And But at the same time, you're always going to have schools with their individual protocols of like, hey, if someone tests positive and they've been in contact even with boosted people, we're going to test. like, And that's their prerogative. But that's only going to produce more tests. And if it happens within the time frame of a 24-hour window of a tip-off, 
Yeah. Now that there's a game that's going to be in jeopardy 12 minutes before or 12 hours yeah. before it's started. I mean, honestly, I'll tell you, I felt that we were very fortunate that those playoff football games got off without a problem. There was no way in hell. Well, still, like I'm still, <laughs> I am still, I still think we're fortunate that something didn't happen that wrecked it because I I swore that was going to happen. It was like two weeks leading into it, I'm like this something's going to just this is going to, mm. but it didn't. So like I don't know. Uh, it's it's tough, but yeah, I I, I understand Izzo's, you know, because it's like you'd like to be able to get some kind of ramp up to you know like is this possible three days right. out. Just tell me that. Like, tell me if it's... And I know, yes, everything's possible, right? Like, obviously, it could be possible. But, like, are you guys in bad shape right now? Like, can you mm-hmm. tell me that? Like, I think that those are things... And maybe that's something that, as we as as we rattle toward year three of the pandemic here, uh, at the next coaches' meetings, maybe that's right. something that the coaches would sit down and talk about and just be like, look, guys, like, we all know each other. If you got something that, you, you know... Yeah, we got to talk, like because yeah. we can't have this shit where you just pull the plug on there, us. Like, there cannot be game. There should be zero gamesmanship when it comes to this stuff. I don't think there that. is, but like, I think it just gets there have trapped. been examples. There Probably Purdue last times, year announced the guy yeah. tested positive an hour before tip up, okay. and they knew well, like a sure. day beforehand. Yeah, like, there's been stuff like that where you're like, guys, this, these are not sprained ankles. Yeah. Right? Like, what are what, right. what are you doing? Um, but and, I like. I, that's right. The, yeah, Minnesota the, football the, did the same thing last year. I remember that. Like twenty guys way, were, out, were out the day of the game. And like the way people are are thinking about these things, it's just like it's always a you know what are you what are you comfortable really thinking and feeling about some of this stuff? Like I had I had a coach from a different Big Ten school be like, I don't understand what's happening in Michigan. Like nobody's testing anything. Why are they even testing? And I'm like, well, do you hear? Like I don't know if that's the answer either. Like I'm not a doc- I don't know shit, right? Do but like, you hear yourself? But you, like that's not something I would say out loud. You to know, another what I mean? person. <laughs> so um, that I don't know very well. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, do you yeah, hear yourself? Is something I think that we're still asking each other as a as a yeah. human race <laughs> most days so i think we should probably keep that in mind with yeah. all these things too but but so stuff. hope you know michigan state uh, for for everything that's they've kind of been trying to navigate in terms of are you playing are you playing and then the disappointment of not playing um, got a really good test well, last yeah, night from a really resilient michigan or uh, minnesota team yeah. um and and answered the the call. I mean, that was a game that probably was hard to get up for, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, that they, they did a decent job. They got got a win. Joey Hauser, who's had a year that ha- has required some resiliency, uh, got a l- little payoff, and that was cool to see when you see a guy kind of get that opportunity to get a game winner on a year where he's trying to prove people wrong. Clearly, mm-hmm. uh, and he got that, so good for him. And that pass by AJ Hogard was just phenomenal. So starting uh, to feel like the Spartan. It's probably been feeling like this, but they've got some of that survivalist quality that maybe they do. Had last you just want to you know? yeah. see them play good teams. Yeah. You just want to see them play um, some good big. They're 10 always going to be there in the last right. four minutes of a game. That's what it feels like. You know, we've seen enough of them now this year. However many games they've played, like it feels like they've got whatever that extra thing that college teams need, right, to kind of carry yourself through. Obviously, things have to go right, but the internal. The ticker, I guess, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you just... It's its hard to think of, like... 
they're kind of one of those ultimate teams where you, you like what you see, you like what you see, you like what you see, and then you you look at their schedule and their Big Ten wins right now are Minnesota twice, Penn State, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Right. Okay, so it's like, and their next game's Northwestern at home. So like that's they kind need to of, play a good yeah that's that's following yeah. this path. But then you know you get a you get back to back road games Wisconsin and Illinois, a home game against Michigan, and then at Maryland at Rutgers, and then home against Wisconsin. So like that's going to be a good stretch where if you if they're over five hundred in that stretch, you know you're mm-hmm. like well you're fe- and also you're feeling, I'd say, you're feeling yeah. really good. You're feeling really good. Then. If like a team like this goes to Wisconsin and plays well, like at Cole or whatever. They'll be fine no matter what because, like, I think that th- what you're describing is all they all this group probably needs left is to be able to go out against a good team and prove to themselves that they can translate this against a good team, right? Mm-hmm. And their deficiencies are their deficiencies, but like once they figure that out, because we've seen these ISO teams before, it doesn't matter if they have little flaws, but if they know they can hang with effort wise, physicality wise, if they know they can hang with you know elite teams, I wouldn't want to play. <laughs> I mean, like that's where we're going with these guys. I would think that's what it looks like. Early yeah, I mean, it's guys. it's. Let's see you defend. Yeah, Illinois. Gotta do it still a little bit. Yeah, you know, right. let's see you defend Illinois. Let's see you score against Wisconsin in the half court. Yeah, those are good indicators right there. And you get back to back games where you get to see both of those things. Right. And then Michigan, I have no idea what the hell is go- they're going to look yeah. like once they play. Who's available? What they look like? Is there any is this way go- this could be a good thing for them? That, that they have to sit out all this. You can. You can know, make I mean, the case. There can't be. A, couldn't be worse. I guess, you've right? seen like, teams. It's happened for some teams that they go yeah. on a, a pause or a break, or you know they just don't play, and then suddenly come back, kind of re-identifying some things. But I just, this is an opportunity. I would say probably for them to pull inside internally and sort of take the time to look around and be like, everybody thinks we suck. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks we're everybody thinks we're overconfident and arrogant and cocky and spoiled. Right. Because they do, um, right? So let's go out and try to prove. And, I mean, that's what that feels like. It's a possibility, right? Like, and the big, and the big question for me watching this Illinois game, which I think Austin is going to. Yeah. Um, Godspeed, Austin, going down to that, oh that drive God. down there. To Illinois. Oh my! First, <laughs> the it. drive, yeah. the drive, and then getting in and out of that building. You know, because they're gonna that thing's gonna be up into the spaceship, a snake pit. Um, so I I, I'm curious in the Illinois game. Is it is it the same thing? Are they still trying to do the same thing, or yeah. are they going to suddenly come out and you're going to see Caleb Houston playing some four and them going a little bit smaller and them having Kobe? Now this might not be the game to do it, but you know what I mean. Sure. Like in these these next two weeks from this pause on, is it is it going to just be start over the same thing, or do we start to see yeah. different stuff, different rotations, different way of playing, some different offensive stuff? Different ways of using Hunter Dickinson, different ways of using Diabate, um, or like I said, is it more of the same? Yeah. More of the same, right? And hoping that shots fall and hoping that you get more stops. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it would seem to be a good opportunity, but that's also easier said than done because there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, we will see indeed. I don't got anything else. If you don't, my man, I think um, good, I'm good. Good I'm good. Rip. I got work to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. Busy days. Uh, well, we'll see what happens on the Harbaugh watch here uh, in the coming. But I think one way, coming, one way or another, we'll talk about in the it. coming days and months. But yes, we will. Maybe, uh, 
We'll see if it's something that rises to the level of hopping on in the immediate aftermath Ooh, yes, to, to, yes. to talk about. So, yeah. If he uh, leaves, I think we'll do that. If he stays. <laughs> if he, I, think, I think when we go live, live from... Uh, if he stays, from, from we'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you the next day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should, we should be WTAC, right? Oh, yeah, there you go. The athletic, the athletic company. company, yeah. There you go. W-N-Y-T-T-A-C. <laughs> there you go, perfect. All right, friends, thank you for listening. We love you all. Uh, be sure to leave us a review in the iTunes store if you, uh, if you uh, enjoy this content. And if you don't, you know, just maybe, uh, maybe keep that to yourself. Uh, subscribe to The Athletic and tip your bartenders and servers. I've seen hot towns on my day. I've 